Welcome back to part two of our conversation with designated drinker and director of volunteer services of Food and Friends, Katrina Mathis. So if you've missed part one, you need to go back, belly up, back to that bar and give it a listen. First, Gina's gonna get keep your seat warm for you, won't you? Yes, with an iron. <laughs> I'll be like ironing your seat. There you go. Yes. Yeah. The cornucopia onion. Yes. Um, yes. So all my my cornucopia. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't understand why cornucopia, I'm saying cornucopia, you need to go back to part one, I promise. Um, in part one, you shared your journey and going to the Peace Corps and how much it opened your eyes and just changed your perspective and kind of launched you into this space of, uh, I want to say service. Um, uh, can, but before we go any further, and I want to find out all the other things you're doing, I want to find out way more about what to come, what can we do in during November. Great question, thank you. So, Food and Friends, as a magical place, uh, we were started back in 1988 in the height of the AIDS epidemic. A group of friends came together. They used the, the kitchen in the basement of Westminster Presbyterian Church in Southwest DC, and they made meals and they delivered those meals. And um, we have kept that going for uh, more than 35 years now. It is a volunteer-dependent organization. I always say that volunteers are the lifeblood of Food and Friends. Volunteers make this happen. We're a small staff. We cannot do what we do without volunteers. And so we have such, the, the volunteer, the service ethic that is there among our volunteers is contagious. It is beautiful. And that's why I believe we were voted uh, best place to volunteer and best nonprofit uh, in the city paper, the DC city paper in their annual readers poll for oh, 2023. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Congratulations. We were. Thank you. Um, we have some awesome volunteers. We really, really do. And um, I mean, they have been with us for a very long time. I was just, when I just left work, was talking to one who has been delivering, I want to say she's on her 33rd year. She delivers meals in her car. Now, so we have volunteers in our kitchen and we have volunteers who deliver the meals. And um, some do both. I think most of them, they choose. She is a delivery volunteer. She was uh, packing up the meals in her car as we were leaving. And she is on her 33rd year and she does this in memory of her brother who died of AIDS. Wow. Yeah. And um, uh, that's Lee, and then Bill, I think, may be in year 32. But we have a number of 20-year, 25-year, 26-year. We have some long-term volunteers. And it just really speaks to the mission, uh, the impact that people make. And I will just randomly ask volunteers, why do you do this? And I love one volunteer. She said, this is my happy place. Oh, I mean, just amazing. way, very much so. We have corporate groups, faith-based groups, civic groups, school groups, uh, individuals. We have a host of people that come in um, to volunteer, to give back. I mean, it's a great team building opportunity, uh, but it's also a great way just to uh, just put your finger on the pulse of what's going on in other people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And it's so appropriate right now. I think I think we should do it all year round, but I think it just comes to top of mind during the, this time, during oh, yeah. the season, during the holiday season. So. And Louise, I don't think I even said though, what, what's most important is people understand that Food and Friends prepares and delivers medically tailored meals to people who are battling chronic illnesses throughout the DMV. 
we believe that food is medicine. Anyone can get sick and everyone can help. Yeah. Yeah, when my mother was ill and lived alone in St. Louis, that was a big challenge because she had incredible, incredibly high blood pressure and it, no one lived in St. Louis. So it was hard to have that connection. And it, was that, it wasn't that it was a family without, it was a family without support. Yeah. Because she couldn't take care of herself. That was so, um, to your point, it can, it can be anyone. It can it, be everyone. It can be anyone. It can be everyone. And something else that we do that I'm really proud of is that um, we learned early on that clients, regardless of their health, they will feed their dependent from their plate. And we don't want that. We really do believe that food is medicine. We want them to use the food to get better. So we provide meals for up to four dependents in a household. Wow. And we do all of this free of charge. We raise our own dollars to make this happen. Well, and they don't say no. Well, you know what? We don't. We look at people. The oh, it's amazing. Is, it's amazing. There is no income eligibility. I love that about uh, what we do. We assess people solely based on their health and nutritional needs. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they have to be referred. You know, they have to come to us through a social worker or a healthcare plan doctor or something. But we don't look at income. So we are delivering to Georgetown just as much as we're delivering to anyone else yeah. or anywhere else. Yeah, there is no income eligibility. But again, that my my own family's story with my mom proves that that I mean, or supports that idea that we weren't. We just who could cook for my mother when she was ill, and you yeah. can't. There's no prepackaged anything that's low in sodium. Yeah, you know, like sure. when you talk about it being medically based, that mm -hmm. was really important at the time. It was a very challenging space for us. So I applaud you for that. So I think we should get a cocktail in this and this and toast this woman. What do you think? Yes, of course, we'll definitely do that. Let's do it. Groundlings, what a crazy name, right? What a nutty name for a cocktail, but I kind of like love it. Things that grow on the ground are so amazing, right? You have everything from like, you know, pumpkins, things that grow on the ground, potatoes, you have carrots, you have all of these things. And I just love fruit and stuff that's like, you know, or mushrooms or things that just come from that, like part of the um, soil and they're rich in it. And that's why I love, love, love gooseberries. All right, so let's make this cocktail. So. This is kind of fun using uh, this to build the cocktails. We're doing two cocktails. So this cocktail calls for two ounces of vodka, uh, one ounce of the Cape Gooseberry Syrup. We talked about that on our tips. So you can go to Instagram at Designated Drinker. You can watch me make it, or you can go to designateddrinker.show and you can um, follow the recipe of how to make the syrup. Um, so anyway, cocktails, groundlings, right? We're gonna do two ounces of vodka. We're making four drinks. So we're gonna put four ounces in, and you can see how much is actually in there. That way, it's not guessing that I actually just make it up. It's really how you make it. And you're gonna do one ounce of the Cape um, Gooseberries uh, syrup. So we're gonna do um, two, because it's two drinks, right? I'll drop that in. And now we're gonna use one ounce of lime juice. Now I've said this a thousand times, people. If you don't have a, a hand juicer at home, it doesn't matter. You just need to make sure that you put enough lime juice in, right? So. One lime is roughly one and a half ounces of lime juice. If you have a Kung Fu grip like myself, go ahead and use your hands to do it. If you don't, use a fork. You don't have to buy every piece of bar equipment if you're not a professional, right? Um, and then we're gonna add pear juice. I've gotten a lot of flack in the past about like using uh, a juicer. A lot of people don't have juicers. Well, I like Goya juice. It's available, it's 100% juice. It says nectar on it. You wanna make sure that you're using something like that. If you have a Whole Foods near you, or even Wegmans now has fresh, fresh juice that's more available and affordable, go ahead and use it. 
just try really hard to read your labels. Is it with juice or is it a concentrate or is it just sugar first ingredient? So you don't really want to do that, right? Or water's your first ingredient. That's not what you're looking for. So we're going to add two ounces of pear juice um, to this as well. We're going to add that right now. All right, so right now we have a, um, a tangy, uh, you know, everyone doesn't always live in um, New England states when it comes to Thanksgiving. Some people live in warmer climates. This one's for you. So you have your pear, you have this beautiful ground cherry, which are only available this time of year. And now we're gonna um, put this in our shaker tin. We're gonna give this a hard shake, three quarters full of ice, and here we go. Why did I say that? So you know it's done when you can write your name on the tin and it stays, and we're gonna take that off. Get this beautiful foam. And now we're gonna double strain into our martini glasses, but any glass would work as long as it doesn't have holes in it. The glass is a glass, it's a vessel. But I also learned that I was using that term incorrectly. A vessel is something that holds something and it floats on water, so really this isn't a vessel. I was schooled by the fact that I'm maybe not as educated as I think I am. Anyway. Lastly, we are going to drop in a little gooseberry for the bottom and it should like float on the top. I put way too much in here, so we're just gonna have to take a sip. And there it is. Or I'm gonna pass this one to Katrina, she can take a sip. Just slide it and drink it. And then and then we'll do that one for you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, how good is that cocktail? It is lovely. <laughs> Gina, you did, you did a great job. That was lovely. Well, I took your notes. Your notes had like, you know, um, like lemon drops, like that kind of flavor, and like gooseberries, um, ground cherries or whatever. It literally is that, and it's like encompassing. So one might be super tart, which Louise found out, and the other one could be super sweet, and it's just kind of like the luck of the draw, but What's really interesting is how you use them, and you can use gooseberries for so many different applications other than just like sweet tart. You can use them like um, instead of tomatoes and Bloody Mary, Ooh. and you whip it and use yeah. it that way. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's delicious. It is, yeah. um, it's a very nice, you know, you know what it is, is you wouldn't necessarily go, oh, that's a cocktail for this, this season, but it definitely is. It's nice and refreshing. It's um, got, like you said, the tart, the sweet, it's lovely. Again, everyone doesn't live in the New England states. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people celebrate Thanksgiving at the beach. Yes, that was me. This is true. Yes. This is true. And that's why oyster stuffing is Delicious. It is. I was gonna say FM. I've never yeah. had that. Oysters Oyster. inside the stuffing? No. Oh my god, heaven. Wow. Do you like oysters? I do, I love them. Then oysters. imagine stuffing, which is already exactly. delicious. And now you put it's just like, rich. And you put oysters in it. So every now and again you get a delicious oyster. Oh my god. Yeah. So good. That's so awesome. Where are they going to go to get this recipe? You're going to go to designateddrinker.show for the recipes and the tip, and then you can see how to well, identify a gooseberry if you've never seen one, or and make syrup at um, it's on Instagram at Designated Drinker. Yep, yep. And uh, DM us. We questions, please. Yep. We want we want to engage with you. So 
to that point, if you missed any of that, don't worry, just scroll down into our episode notes. We'll have hot links to all of those things, get you to all of Gina's six seasons of recipes, which is crazy. Um, but we'll also make sure that you have um, links to um, Food and Friends. So if you're interested in volunteering in the inn, you're in the DC area, great. If you aren't, you can still participate by buying Katrina's pies. Gotta support. Buy a pie, make a donation. Yep, yep. And even if you're still not in the area, like she said, if you miss that, you can donate a pie to a family. Um, so it all, the donations make all the difference. They really, they really do. do. Yep, yep. And you're doing such good things. And that's what we should be doing all year round, but especially during this season. Yes. Yep, yeah. yep. So I think this brings you to your last question, I think. Oh, yes, it does, it does. It does. This is all you now. It <laughs> Cornucopia okay. of questions. So, that's how we always know if you listen to our show or not. Um, you know, in this day and age, everybody identifies with some sort of spirit animal, and your spirit animal might be a little French mouse that's running around <laughs> a grocery store trying to find a piece of cheese to, okay. bring, to bring back to his family, or... If you can identify yourself as one spirit ingredient, whether it's in food or a cocktail, what would that ingredient be and why does it describe you? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, we know it's not going to be cooked apples. It is not. <laughs> it is not. Or bananas. Yeah, or bananas. It's going to be salt. Yes. Salt. All right. All right. Here we go. I'm ready. Because I'm essential. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes. That is essential. Salt makes everything better. It does. I agree with that. 100%. It does. 100%. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. All right. I well, like that. I like that little salt. Let me tell you, you asked me this after I had half of this drink. Yeah. So, you know, I am just like totally telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the truth still works. <laughs> that's a great question. And I love that I was so unprepared for it. I'm like, what? What? I don't even know how to cook, so I don't even know ingredients. I'm like, uh huh, salt. Salt. Yeah, that's yes. great. I love salt. that. Wow. Salt. And and I am that high level Himalayan pink salt. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you gotta Not that Morton salt. Gotta, <laughs> gonna, all right, so for, for 2024, I'm going to say it. You got to get into Maldon salt, which yeah. is a pyramid. I know Maldon. Yeah, the, yeah. It's the pyramid salt. It's the best on salads. Is it really? Yeah, because it's crunchy. Okay, I'll try that. I've seen it. I you know the salt. You break it up like with your fingers. You pop them uh, and you put it, and it's like once you go to that, like you don't put it like in like pasta water to boil pasta water, but you use it for finishing. It's called a finishing salt, and you put it on your salads or cheese or whatever. Well, you put it in cocktails. I use it in cocktails. Yeah, I don't use it to rim my cocktails. I won't use it. No. Well, yeah. that's not true. I do use it to rim my cocktails too. I break it up. Oh, you break it up. As me and my friends say, you just learned me something today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. No, I'm going to try it. That is awesome. Well, here's to all that you do. All the amazing things that you do. The amazing person that you Cheers. are. Bring so much joy Cheers. into the world. Thank you for spending your time with us. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed this thoroughly. Thank Good. you all so much. Wonderful. Cheers, happy holidays. Happy holidays. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a Latino-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, we craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, 
led by skilled caregivers. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, please don't forget to follow, download, and review the shows. Your reviews help our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.